0: Your progress chart for um, the birthday today, January 31st, 2022. So we still have just you're just ending off the final time with a Scorpio Ascendant, and it's been a long, long time your whole lifetime. Um, but it's right at 29 and going, as I said, into uh, Sagittarius.
1: So the Scorpio sign is still there now? It's
0: just, but it's, once something's within five degrees of the next sign, uh, you've heard the word cusp before. You've heard the word cusp, but it's on the <laughs> yes. cusp. Um, I know the cusp. Then the closer it gets, it's like you're approaching the ocean. You know, five miles away, you can smell it. Three miles away, you can hear it, and when you're right on the sidewalk beside it, that's where you are you're like right there looking at it, feeling the you know hearing the effects of what's behind you and the twenty ninth degree is a a key degree because it's it's your it's your ending so you are wrapping up everything you've learned from uh being tortured by Scorpio for your 41 years. (laughs) Because that's a long time to have a Scorpio ascendant. Um, Yeah. I've noticed. (laughs) Yeah. It it is such a challenging position because you're dealing with your own uh, when you're, when you embrace Scorpio, you're dealing with your own dark side as well. And Scorpio has a dark side. If you're talking Gemini, the dark side is uh, a little bit more sneaky, but not as... Gemini? Uh, yeah, if you had a Gemini Ascendant, it's much lighter experience as an Ascendant. Scorpio is an intense Ascendant to have, um, because the Ascendant is how other people see you, and Scorpio is classic for people projecting their issues onto Scorpio energy. Scorpio energy scares people. It challenges them. Uh, They can feel threatened and intimidated by it. So you can get a tremendous amount of negativity coming at you with a Scorpio ascendant. That I never
1: noticed that actually
0: doesn't happen with other ascendants. So it's a tough one to carry. And when you carry it for the first portion of your life, it's like you know. You've done all the heavy lifting in the early years, so to come through like it—being born in
1: a concentration camp and 41 years later getting set free—yeah,
0: well, whatever analogy works for you. Um, but regardless, it's a tough ascendant to carry, and when you come to the end of it, I mean, the point of view from uh, from my point of view is that you're you're here to learn things. You're here to grow and develop yeah, sure. and to become a, a you know a better human spiritual being so if you get a tough ascendant it means you can handle a tough ascendant it's your time to have it you know so um, you can one can complain about being given heavy tasks but you're given them because you've got the muscle to handle it it's time now for you to handle it. So, you know, you you get to man up to it. And it's coming to the end now. So you're wrapping up the lesson. You're doing the conclusion, the last few pages of of, uh, what you've learned. And, I mean, it's also, you can see it as you're pulling out a thorn. And it's being, it's in its last stages of coming out. You can put a little salve on it and a bandage and, you know, you've got the effects leaving you. So it's a, it's a, an auspicious time, extremely auspicious. And as you go into Sagittarius, which is so much lighter, and people generally will have a positive reaction to a Sagittarius ascendant. Mm. So especially when you get it as a more mature person, In a young person, it can be a bit... um,
1: flaky and flaky?
0: No, that's Gemini. Um, Sag is more um, thoughtless. Mm. That's more like what they're like. That's the word. And they, they can be in relationships philanders. Like, they tend to be a little promiscuous in relationships. Now, this is an ascendant, which may just mean people may see you as not being committed to your... To to them, when you have a relationship with them, they may perceive you as, especially if you had it from the beginning, they may perceive you as not being fully committed to to what you're doing. Um, but when you take it on as someone who's in their 40s, then you have the opportunity to bring in the higher realm of Sagittarius. Now, Sagittarius, of course, brings travel, international travel. Um, it brings the higher mind, any activities of uh, beyond basic education. So it rules universities. It rules churches, any of the higher mind activities, which you've already been fully engaged in for a long time. Yeah. But now it's the time to really let those shine because you're going to have Sagittarius, depending on when you die. Um could possibly you could have it for the rest of your life. You have thirty
1: to, years basically,
0: right? Yeah, basically, yeah. Basically. You're looking at thirty years and mm-hmm. it's just starting off. Now it does have a Uranus ascendant.
1: So does that mean like people like Betty White could have gone through three to five as many as five different ascendants?
0: It really depends on um, I've already But based been on through timing three, it's the timing. It's a question of when what they started their ascendant as and yeah. how things develop. Um if you, you started right at the beginning of Scorpio, so you had to do all of it.
1: Fun times. Some
0: people start, you know, at 26 degrees. They've only got to do four years of it, and they're a kid. Mind you, it could be a pretty rough four years. Yeah. Anyway, so the other thing is Uranus is right on your ascendant. In, in Sagittarius, so it's bringing you... And this part isn't always fun. It's good from the point of view of really pushing you to want freedom and independence. Um, Not a sign, not a planet that is willing to just simply sit back and do what it's told.
1: Well, neither Scorpio really. Different, different Different, energy. We're
0: talking right now. Totally different. About yeah, and Scorpio can can buckle down and really focus on what it decides to do. Yeah. Got enormous concentrative powers, which yeah. has enabled been very beneficial to you in your ability to to yeah, power focus. through things. It gives Get you enormous um, commitment and uh, ability to just see things right through to the end. Yeah. So in, on the one hand. It can bring some really harsh and difficult experiences. On the other hand, it's like you've got the the guts to see it through. I mean, it is the one sign that that people who are dealing with astrology and and people who have to deal with abusive and addictive situations we all say Scorpio is the one sign that can survive it and come out the other side, hmm. and then be the person who can help other people get through it. Whereas a, a lighter sign may succumb and just simply not be able to get all the way through it in their lifetime. Through Scorpio- to the dark side. Well, or die. Just simply <laughs> die. Yeah. Uh, Scorpios have got the grit to get right through the middle of the darkness and look around, evaluate it, maybe not in the moment all the time, but to take stock of what's going on and make it through to the other side and then make something out of it. They've got the grit where it counts. Um, It's just not a fun process. Mm. So the Sagittarius with a Uranus ascendant right on, with Uranus in Sag right on your ascendant, then that's going to bring some changes and some upheaval. Um, in your personal life and in particular you want to watch out for your health obviously um, because it's your body the first house is your body the personality also that you project out to people Mm. and so it can apart from being freedom loving it doesn't bring stability it's not a an harbinger of stability it's a harbinger of a sudden and unexpected uh, change from the point of view of Uranus, it's virtually always, from a higher perspective, perceived as being um, good for you. It's, it's just not always easy. It teaches you to be flexible, to go with whatever the situation is at the moment that you need to deal with. And We're
1: talking Sag or Uranus here? Sad, Sag, oh,
0: both. Yeah, both. They're both. They're Uranus and Sag. So it's, you never look at them just by themselves. Uranus brings upheavals, sudden changes, a desire for independence. Very, very difficult for you at this time to uh, be willing to do what other people want you to do. So you're going to have to balance that with the fact that you're in a world with other people. A Scorpio has its own way of not wanting to knuckle under and it tends also to-
1: generally the kind of people I've found who want to make others do things don't generally make them want to do very good things so it's a good reaction to have to not do what others want you to do i haven't found many people who wanted me to do something good
0: yeah, that's most it's people not are like always a, they want
1: you to do something for them or not, something that will not serve you that doesn't benefit you.
0: It's not always that dramatic.
1: No, of course you not. You know,
0: it's it's just.
1: But the people having who are to do into some, making no. you do something.
0: No, not necessarily. Kind of it's just um, it can be like parents wanting you to clean up your room. That's not a bad thing. You got to learn to take care of your I'm space.
1: Thinking more of things relevant to. Well, this the is the first house. At.
0: This is this is the first house, so basically it's it's your immediate physical environment. So it's you physically, your physical environment, your personality as it okay, projects so, into the so world. Okay, so wanting
1: you to do things related exclusively to the first house, yeah.
0: Yeah, that so basically, there's nothing wrong with the fact that some people, being maybe more conventionally minded and more a little bit more. Um, Focused on minutiae because Sagittarius doesn't like having to deal with what's right in front of it on the ground, literally. <laughs> huh. Sagittarius is high flying. It's like um, heavenly bound but no earthly good. You live on the planet, you have to pay attention to the needs of the physical needs of the planet, so we're talking- and you don't have Earth. Let me finish. Mm-hmm. You don't have Earth, so you already have a uh, sort of a gap in that area as opposed to a Capricorn or a a Virgo or a Taurus who will be very focused on what's around them in the Earth. Libra will be focused on it because they like things to be aesthetically pleasing, so they're really going to pay attention. But for you, Sagittarius, it, it wants to do that which is... Exciting and new and gives them that that feeling, that high feeling. And it can be hard for them to have to rein it in to do something mundane, to do what the basics are that you need to sustain something that's high-flying. It's like if you're going to fly a kite, that's very exciting to see it fly up into the air. But if you don't have a string on it and a little holding thing, you're going to lose your kite, and Sagittarius has an issue with that. It's Icarus flying too close to the to the sun. It gets so euphoric over flying over high flying, um, and it has can have a very hard time that it also needs to have its feet on the ground and deal with everyday realities and deal with the people who are more pedestrian because the. The world is made up of a lot of them and they have to be considered and worked with too. It'd be like the petty bureaucrat saying, well, no, this is the rule. You have to follow this rule or I won't give you this little certificate. Ah, Quite appropriate to today's uh, situation. So you have to find the balance between the high-flying, freedom-loving Sagittarian with, with Uranus, which makes it even more unpredictable and more devoted to freedom and doing whatever it wants, um, with the the requirements of the world around it. So you're going to have to learn to sort of take it on the fly and make smart choices, and also be willing to deal with what a Sagittarian and a Uranus and Sagittarius. Personality would find petty, petty and unnecessary. But they are necessary. Some of these things are necessary. It's like if you think it's you're just so talented and brilliant, you don't need to take the garbage out. Well, you'll be living in a condemned hovel in no time at all. Sagittarius, if there's too much of it and it's not balanced, is very much like that. It's the professor who spends forever doing his work and ignoring the needs of his family around him because he's so high on the learning and what's coming. You know, Indiana Jones Sr. So it can work well in certain situations, but it can also be a disaster for people around them that need them to actually contribute to the mundane, very sometimes boring, things that are needed to keep life going. As an astrologer, and you're focusing on, one is focusing on the fact that there are 12 houses and 10 planets and all these signs, you ne- every person needs to, as best as possible, be able to function with a little bit of each, because it's all of those combined together in different forms that are making the world work, that makes society work. And when you get extreme patterns like we've got in the world right now, you need to see how you can fit in with it, how you're going to navigate it in a way that allows you to be who you are now and who you're becoming to be um, in the context of a very restrictive regime. Uh, Pluto's going to go into Aquarius, as we've discussed, in terms of mundane astrology and... uh, we're going to see more of this thought police attitude, more of this, you know, well, you must, you must surrender your rights for the good of humanity. Absolutely.
1: Govern me harder.
0: Yeah, you know, that is a problem in the unevolved Aquarian dynamic with Pluto coming through. Because Pluto affects the entire world. It's a global, global planet um and it's about power and dominance um and in the beginning it's never well behaved the, it takes the uh, the sign to maturity. to mature through it and and to again because aquarius is about humanity you have to keep bringing it back to you're hurting people you know <laughs> all this freedom in uh, all this control in the name of helping people, is it actually helping people? You know, that's that's the dynamic that we're dealing with right now. Um, but anyway, your, your Sagittarius there is going to have a little bit of a problem with it because Sagittarius doesn't want to follow the rules. It wants to make its own rules, and it certainly wants to do what it feels like doing. It's like you know being on an endorphin high. Uranus brings... Uh,
1: well, I do think we should follow our conscience over dictates. I didn't say yeah, no, conscience. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, um, and, but sometimes you have to decide where you may or may not need to compromise so that the play, um, which also made into a movie, um, what was it, Thomas, A Man for All Seasons. Mm. So and the point of that was... That was a good one. Thomas Moore was not the man for all seasons. Thomas Moore was the inflexible uh, person of principle who could not bend even to save his own life. The man for all seasons in that play is Thomas Cromwell, who simply will adjust to whatever the current uh, dominant ruling people require in order to keep going, in order to live. It's running away to live to fight another day. Sometimes there's a hill you want to die on, and you have to really think that one through. Is this where you want to die, or and is it necessary for you, and is it going to be valuable, or are you just being dogmatic, um, something Aquarians are very good at anyway, um, and inflexible and intractable for 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 its own self-satisfaction or is it really beneficial? Do you really need to do it? Do you hear about these young people who died during Second World War in uh, they were part of the like French resistance and they're dying at 21 and what have you because they're fighting a really important fight for them. They're not the people who said, no, I'm just going to become a collaborator and get through this as best I can or the people who just said, I'm just gonna keep my head down and survive because my gut says I need to be here. Other people will say, no, I'm fighting no matter what it costs me. It's always a personal decision, um, and that's one that you're you're always gonna have to make. But you're moving into a very freedom-loving part of your life. Definitely does, as I said, fit in with the potential for overseas travel. And it does rule the higher mind, um, spiritual aspirations of an organized type, right? It's not spirit per se, which is Pisces. It is um, organized thought about spirituality, religions, philosophical systems. The next planet in there, and it's a ways away from the first one, thank goodness, because it's It's Neptune, and Neptune can bring disappointment, disillusionment, and issues with the law. Um, They're not together, which is really great. It's in opposition to the moon, which means you're definitely going to have to watch out for um, how, how you interact with that. So these are the... And the moon can rule the mother, obviously. Um, So Neptune can bring legal issues as well. So again, you're going to have to decide when to comply, when not to comply. I know it's something you're thinking on all the time, and we'll have to continue to deal with. um, Neptune is going to have that continue to impact your physical reality. So this is very much what's going on yeah, right so now. Yeah, so as much
1: as that's actually going to be a concern for everyone in the world going forward, the concern for me is the balance between how much I can do without compromising my basic bodily safety, for example, yeah, or salvation
0: yeah. or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so
1: that's the tightrope.
0: Yes, of that's walk. the tightrope. It rope.
1: seems like that's what you're saying.
0: Yeah, And and you cannot make the powers that be change so the right. pluto and aquarius you're, you're not going to move it it would take movement i'm not the one you're not the one um <laughs> it yeah. will take a movement to move this but in on an individual level everyone's deciding yeah. um
1: but maybe I, I might not be the one maybe i can help out morpheus or someone who helps out the one i'm the guy I can be the guy behind the guy behind the guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And Sagittarius um does get involved in causes. It's ruled in by Jupiter. But um it does have a sense of self preservation. It does have a desire to enjoy life. Yeah. So it, it is going to give you a desire to make choices that enable you to get out there and explore and have some fun. And that's maybe Sag, travel and that's Sag and it's it wants to... It's international travel. Well, so, there's definitely
1: lots of places in Europe I still want to see. Many art galleries to
0: sketch. Yeah, and that's, you know, lots mundane lots stuff. Of,
1: that's it's, Well, that's it's, travel. It's international yeah,
0: travel. But this has to do more with... Uh, yeah. You can't it's just, go
1: to the Louvre in Vancouver.
0: No. So watch out for the Neptune. Watch out for the Uranus. They're going to be there for this whole year. And they won't go away much quicker anyway that
1: the Neptune and the Venus.
0: Neptune and the Uranus. Uranus. Yeah. So we get to the second house There's uh, of personal earnings. There's nothing in there except one little node. Um, but there's a lot of transits hitting that. Um, and so that's just right now. That's Mars, Venus, the Moon, Mercury, and Pluto. That's bringing a lot of sort of chaos to your personal earnings. Um it's a bit of everything, and, but those are going to pass out, and they're in the process of coming out of the second house and going into the, the third house. So although they've been causing chaos right now, um, with some good fortune and things that you have no control over, it's a transit, and it's going to leave, and as we're moving into Aquarius, all those planets are going to go into your third house and into Aquarius. So I wouldn't worry about them too much. You're already dealing with it. That There's no planets in that house. There's just the node, which again says you're learning lessons about how to earn money, how to handle money, how to hold on to it. Um, and those are just simply ongoing. And when it's the nodes, it's part of the life path, and it's just part of the lessons. So continue to figure out How best to manage your finances. That's all that says. And be practical and learn to hang on. Because Aquarius is good at hanging on. And you need to find out your best way to hang on to your own money and your own resources. That'll be your stuff as well. How to do it. So it's going to require some forethought and some practicality. Um... You're good at the hanging on, but you do need to find practical ways that are into the future. Again, you need to pull in some Earth. Because the air signs maybe will pull it in for the moment, but they can't always hold it over time. So, and again, no Earth signs. So
1: In my progressed, I don't even have my Venus and Capricorn anymore, do no. I? So zero Earth. Zero I Earth. I had one, now I have none.
0: <laughs> well, it's still there in your background. Yeah, it's my needle. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, right now, I'm acting that out for you. <laughs> I'm your Venus in Capricorn. I've oh, always given you support. You'll
1: always be my Venus.
0: So, um, that doesn't
1: sound creepy.
0: <laughs> you don't have... Earth. So, you need to invoke Earth, and you need to, as I said before, when you go someplace, make inventory of what you're taking before you leave, hopefully not always in a hurry, take inventory again, that you bring everything back out with you. Always take inventory, always secure things. Invoke earth in order to not lose your possessions. Yeah.
1: Overkill caution to compensate for la- the lack of You have to because you don't have it. Yeah.
0: Other people are doing it spontaneously and naturally. I won't buy a purse that doesn't have several layers of protection around it. I just won't do it. But, you know, you'll throw things in a pocket or a satchel and they'll just fall out. I mean, I would never do that. Not in a million years. It would drive me insane. So you need to invoke the earth to pr- take care of yourself and your environment physically. As I said, be a little be a little military boy once in a while. You know, pick a military station uh, identity that you can relate to and be that, you know, once a day, three times a week, whatever it is. And make sure that you are taking care of the earth. Because once you really get it into your head that the earth is what's supporting you, and then you start to think, okay, I need to to give back to it so that it will give to me. Because earth is interactive. It needs to have some attention paid to it. If you do that, it'll really pay you back third house which is siblings and short term travel you do have um, three planets in there it's Aquarius and it's Pisces. So Mercury is in Aquarius 25 degrees so you still have that lovely Mercury um, that is going to give you that ability to do the work that you like to do, enjoy it because you've got it for five more years and then it's going into Pisces. <laughs> and then that'll be an opportunity to be very spiritual, but it might be harder for you to create things that hold. Right now you're really good at still it's forming structures. You can create structures in your out of your mental faculties. You'll be much less uh, adept at that when you head into Pisces. It'll be a totally different way, probably very spiritual. Usually it's going to be very spiritual, but you will, it will be good to have those um, patterns formulated, those structures created, so that when you go into the Pisces, they can flow in and through it. Because you've got something that's stable that will hold it, but you've got to create this in the next five years. So why five? Because it's at twenty-five degrees right now. Which one? Mercury in Aquarius.
1: So I have five, five years, years before it goes out of
0: before it goes into Pisces.
1: And so I want to use except it for it's retrogrades, it's a
0: little bit you know fuzzy. There Any thoughts on
1: why I do so well during Mercury retrogrades?
0: Um. Y- You've got retrograde planets in your natal chart. Your Retrogrades are not a bad thing. Retrogrades um, might delay petty things like information getting to you. There can be mix-ups in the mail and things like that. Um, there can be miscommunication. But for anyone with any kind of uh, experience and depth with working with their Mercury, it just means you might hunker down and do your work.
1: Yeah, that's what always happens during retrograde. You get so much done, it's insane.
0: Yeah, well, because you're oriented towards doing that kind of work anyway. When it goes retrograde, you just get really, oh, this is really important. I really want to do this. I want to focus because you're Aquarius. If you were Gemini or Pisces, you'd go more flighty, but it's Aquarius. So when it goes retrograde, it, it really digs into what it's doing. Yeah. and Aquarius is a fixed sign and it's very mental in terms of intellectual um, and so when it goes gets deeper because retrogrades make you go deeper people will complain about retrogrades because they, it's fun to, to pretend it's a bad thing it's, oh, people it's just lose their a minds game online. It's, fun. it's just a game um, sometimes people take it seriously um, there was an NCIS episode NCIS that, that that based the entire plot on making fun of Mercury retrograde. Oh, that's, it was that's hilarious. Amazing. I would
1: watch that. It was hilarious. I've never seen any show like that ever, but I would watch that episode. Yeah, the with character you. just <laughs> kept saying,
0: Well, Mercury's retrograde you know. <laughs> It's
1: hilarious. Uh, well really I'm funny. sure some people. I'm sure some people or a lot of people really do have a hard time with some people.
0: Well, are. and it'll depend how it affects their personal yeah, chart. Yeah. You know, and and it's not necessarily recommended to do major transactions then. But again, it'll depend on your personal chart. Um, So, anyway, Mercury's in Aquarius, so you've still got the clarity of mind um, and the ability to create structures mentally that you can use to promote your work. That part's still good. Part of fortune's in Pisces. It's at two degrees. So, part of fortune is just where good fortune is for you. It's in the third house. That probably has something to do with things going well with Haley at this time. Um, and it's in Pisces so it's very good for, for being clear about your spiritual development, your spiritual path. Um, you just keep working it. It's just, it's a nice placement to have there. If you've got issues in that area, um, it's going to give you a lot of protection. And that's the part of fortune in Pisces in the third house. So short travel, short trips, um, siblings. Mercury. Mercury is in no, we're talking about the part of fortune right now. Oh. We've gone to the part of fortune. I don't know what that is. Part of fortune gives you protection. What is the part of fortune? It's a mathematical position. Oh. Yes, you can Google it. Is it, it if in you all like.
1: is it in every chart?
0: If you wish to look at it it's in every oh, okay. chart. It's always can be there. It's like the asteroids and everything else. Yeah. You could plug this chart full so full you couldn't see the paper. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can only work with so much at one time. So anyway so that's in the third house also in the third house is Venus in Pisces that's a quite a lovely position so that that um, making you helping making you sweet-natured more compassionate empathetic um, with Venus in Pisces it gives you the uh, out of your female energy gives you uh, a sense of sort of understanding of Spirituality that is sympathetic and compassionate, and so it's a nice position to have there. And yeah. I think it's working fine for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th- so I actually sort of thought that I was just so in certain ways, like I could feel it seemed like certain changes in my base personality or the influences of of it. I I sort of ascribed a lot of it to just uh, dealing with. And reconfiguring myself in relationship to the world due to, like, the lockdown and the pandemic and the craziness. But, you know, it makes a lot of sense to hear how the Mm -hmm. progress chart planets are actually at work in that and to see them at play in what I've Mm -hmm. been experiencing and Mm -hmm.
0: uh, comprehending
1: it on sort of more mundane terms for myself.
0: Yeah. Well, the, 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 the chart of the world, every one of us is reacting with the chart of being... Vancouver, the chart of BC, the chart of Canada, the chart of the world, and it affects us all a little bit differently. Mm. You know, there's certain commonalities of us reacting to a pandemic, um, but there's also a lot of individual differences. So, and your Sun's in Pisces, um, and Mars is in twice Pisces. Now, Sun is at 22 Pisces, uh, so, you know, you've still got a ways to go, eight more years approximately, Mars is at 27 Pisces. So Mars in Pisces, that is partly also why you lose things. Um, Mars is getting things done, and Mars in Pisces is, again, (coughs) good for spirituality, good for um, understanding, compassion, caring. Um, It could be, you know, with that many Pisces, it it can give you, um, and again, the Scorpio ascendant, um, an interest in the drug culture and alcohol. People who have, uh, who tend to like to use those things almost always will have Pisces and or, and or Scorpio because those are the two signs that are related to the use of drugs and alcohol, anything that alters the perceptions. And where someone can lose themselves in an altered state, they just create it for themselves. The other way to create an altered state, of course, is through spiritual practice. And that's obviously the better way to do it. Something that doesn't, and this is the important part, something that doesn't tear down the body while you're doing an altered state of experience. So there's some people who love an altered state so much that they just don't ever want to be in the normal state. I personally prefer to have my consciousness fight quite clear and no. don't like it messed with. But other people like to have that altered state. The issue is, for someone who likes that, is to not let it dominate your life. So if it dominates your life, if someone's an alcoholic or a drug addict, it's running their whole life, and if they can't get past it, They'll they'll just stay in a drug induced stupor the entire time or alcohol induced stupor, um, and that'll be their life experience and they won't well, get enough think, range of it. Do you it.
1: think that's actually more the result of a person's uh, Venus and Scorpio in their chart, or just more the results of how their Venus and Scorpio in their chart handles whatever trauma they've been through to be, to to become so uh, dependent.
0: Well, you don't have Venus in Scorpio and never have, so not really an issue for you. you oh yeah, no, I'm just in general Venus curious. Venus in Capricorn, Venus in Scorpio. Just trying Defin- to
1: learn some astrology from you before it's too late. Well,
0: th- <laughs> this would we would want to look at the actual person's whole chart. Not a big fan of just one particular position because there's so many reactions possible. Venus in Scorpio can lead someone to be extremely passionate and committed and Have enormous depth in their relationships. Um, But in terms of if you have too much water, which is what you've had a lot of water, and if you have too much water, it can make you I mean, you could be Michael Phelps maybe and become a swimmer. (laughs) I don't know if he has too much water, but basically. He's a swimmer. Well, you just told me. It's that. a water thing. Um, I yes, some he's people a was, swimmer or something. Yeah, he is. <laughs> the thing is that you have to decide for yourself. So if you've got that much Pisces, it's going to predispose you to spirituality in most people, in many people. Some people manage to keep their Pisces quite superficial, and that's always an interesting thing to perceive. But then that's that's the whole chart Mm. that you want to look at and that's a natal position more than anything Um, this is your progress so you're moving in you had moved into the
1: Pisces so 8 more years of sun in Pisces I thought I was getting Aries this year you promised
0: oh no the Mars the Mars is within 5 degrees of of Aries it's already begun to have the influence When you bought that red coat, that was Aries already coming in. Actually, it was
1: free in a hippie commune that's based on a Stasi, old Stasi compound outside Berlin now run by hippies, and they had a room of free clothes. Right. And it started snowing, so I went in and grabbed a coat.
0: So anyway, red coat, that was, when I saw it, I knew that was the Aries starting to make itself felt. You're, you aren't, fully into the Aries yet, but when you have it within five degrees, you count both signs. And you haven't had access to that. Um, and the, the impact of the... you're basically got... you're into, say, two degrees of Aries already. And that is really helping you, especially since it's Mars. Mm. The planet Mars, which is the planet that will make... take action. Mars trying to take action in Pisces is like trying to walk through water. So it's very difficult. We're on it. It's hard to be the the god of war in water. <laughs> so you can drown your opponent. Okay, so, you know.
1: And how long will Mars stay in... Or, uh, how, will it stay in Mar- well, how long will Mars stay in Aries once it's fully in?
0: Well, approximately 30 years. Mars? Oh, oh no, Mars, Mars. Um... It has thirty degrees to go through, so it it's degree per year it's approximately thirty years by progression, oh. even Mars. yeah, I think so. Right. I'm terrible at technical things. Huh. I have to actually go and check things oh, yeah. um, my head just doesn't hold that information um,
1: and when this was when does the sun go into Aries
0: not for a while
1: eight years you said about.
0: Approximately.
1: Approximately eight years. Everything's approximate. So
0: yeah. So so I'm
1: stuck in fucking Pisces with my son. Well you're
0: finishing up the Pisces. Uh, it shouldn't be the rest of your life. Very funny. (laughs) The main thing is that Mars is Mars is ahead of that. And it's already giving you the Aries influence. Yeah. And it's giving you the gumption and the Drive to move things forward, to be, to initiate things, to, to, well, to get things started out of your own will. And we've discussed before how Mars is a problem for you at times with its conjunction to Mercury. That's in your natal chart. Yeah,
1: in the fourth house. That's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it's a five-degree conjunction. Um, And, you you, you know, you're lucky it's not closer because it definitely affects you. You can see that, you know, you start thinking, and the energy of Mars is great for writing and music and for for wanting to get your thoughts out into the world, to want to proselytize and share and, well, disseminate and basically dominate sometimes. But Mars... um,
1: not good for resolving conflict.
0: No, it's terrible. Yeah, because it's the god of war. Yeah, you know, and in, you do it a Kicking lot. Kicking the shit out of my Mercury. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> basically, it 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 wants to, you know. There's a a Mercury issue which is going to be like all the time, because Mercury's how you think, how you approach and communicate with other people and uh, with situations, and with Mars is there. It, the Mars gets hooked so easily. And it, you have to stop it. You have to step back and say, take a breath. I've got five degrees between these two. I do not need to bring in the big guns right now. Really don't need to do it. Is it benefiting the situation? Is it going to benefit my relationship? Is it going to benefit me? Is it going benefit, to benefit the situation? The problem is you have to take the time to stop. The minute the anger comes up, you have to actually assess and stop it. And no one can get you to do that. Because when Mars gets going, being the god of war, which is young male energy, um, and it's addictive. People get off on it. I've felt it myself, and I don't have that particular um, issue in my chart, but I've certainly felt the... Um, the hold of the god of war once it's going, once you get riled Um, physiologically in one of the courses I took on anger, it said it it would take the average person an hour and a half to physiologically calm down enough to have a rational conversation so when someone's angry it is not the time to have a rational conversation what you first have to do is, is settle down the anger which means either you disengage for a period of time or you say something and then disengage. <laughs> but what you have to do certainly if you're dealing with a child, you're gonna to want to help them. And so some people, like Haley, the best thing to do when she's upset is to leave her be. Yeah. Don't press her. That's not the right thing to do. Other people, they want you to engage with them because they're so upset they don't they can't pull themselves out of it. Mars in Pisces is like that a bit, um, because they want contact, they want connection, and if you don't give them connection, they keep getting angrier and angrier, but sometimes that's not the best thing, so you have to say, I'd love to talk to you, Um, this is really important to me that we resolve this, but I need to step back for, say, half an hour, how is that with you, you know, or just, I'm going to step back for half an hour. And then you can make it longer if you need to. Because as I say, it depends on the person. Um, The average person who doesn't meditate, doesn't have any skills or techniques to settle their physiology down, takes an hour and a half. That's the standard. So people with techniques, like someone who meditates, might go and say, okay, I'm really angry. I can't talk right now. I know we need to resolve it. But I need to go and meditate for half an hour. I'll be back out in 45 minutes or an hour. Yeah. And then let's talk about it. Yeah. You, you need to not use it as an excuse to never resolve the issue.
1: You know, the most common entry as I've been going over my, uh, you know, 95 to 2,099 ritual diaries. You got a headache?
0: It's in my next turn, oh, so it's,
1: Yeah. Um, go ahead. Come the listen. most common entry in all my ritual diaries uh, basically reads like this. Uh, you know, I got in an argument with mom. Uh, I'm really upset, but she feels bad too. I, I don't know what to do. And then, you, then there's an entry for like a comfort ritual and stuff like that for you. Because um, that's what I did throughout my teen years. I would go do a comfort ritual for you, and that would help me and hopefully also help mm-hmm. you, I guess. And yeah. it was really interesting to go through the diaries and be like, wow, that, that happened a bit more than I thought. So it's nice to look back on my teenage self and be like, well, yeah. hey, at least you, you sort of handle that sort of stuff sometimes yeah. pretty well. Yeah. I mean, it's,
0: it's what you need to do because it's so addictive.
1: On the flip side, I do remember something you might not recall, but you, you mentioned the physiological period to, to, to shift back into an un- unangered state mm-hmm. or whatever. You told us that when we were kids, and sometimes, I don't know if you recall, but sometimes we would just then push your buttons so you'd get upset. And then we'd be like, Mom, you need to take an hour and a half to calm down. You said so. <laughs> and then we'd go off and Charlie. giggle. I know, I'm sorry, but, you know, we, we, kids will be we kids. weren't immune to being bratty. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah, no problem. Sorry. No problem. Love but, you. yeah. And as an adult, you when you have techniques and you... Are more aware, you get better and better um, most of the time at dealing with your own personality, and you know, convers- and importantly, not blaming other people so much. Because someone with Venus conjunct Mercury is never going to want to fight. So if yeah. you're dealing with someone like that, and you come on with your Mars, they're going to be, oh, okay, I'm out of here. I never want to see this person again. So it's always good to know what your people you're dealing with, what their mercury situation is, where it's placed, what house it's in and what aspects it's got. Because if it's got a, a harsh harsh aspect, then they're going to have a hard time communicating. And a lot of people don't know that what, that they're, the difference between what problem is caused by their communication issues and what, what is the other person's. You have to take some Willingness to be objective—a lot of people don't have that. Smart people tend to be better at, as they mature, saying, "Okay, what did I do to make this situation happen? I must have made myself vulnerable in some way." There are people right now posting, "Oh, you know, you don't, don't teach your doctor daughters not to." not to inflame men or something like this. Educate your boys. And that's just, yes, you should educate the boys not to be forcing women or whatever the issue is. But yes, you've got to teach the girls or boys or the non-binaries, whatever they are, how to handle other people, especially people who might be being abusive towards them. So it's not just educate one group you've gotta educate everybody how to handle it if they're in a victim position. Yeah, I think most and people how to realize handle it if they're an aggressor.
1: I think most people realize it's slightly flawed to suggest that the solution to helping people in a in a situation where one person's being abusive is to teach the other person to handle it better. Mm. That's that's flawed. Whether it's whichever gender side it's on, it's like well, if you're in a saying, bad situation, you should teach that person how to get out of it. Yeah, that's to, the point of the meme. I don't happen to agree with, the, yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I no. don't
0: agree with only educate the abuser. Yeah, no, that's I just part of the nonsense. Agree.
1: It's like yeah, it's part of I the. I believe
0: this, you've got to educate it's part everyone.
1: Flip flopping nonsense as opposed to the good old fashioned but humanitarian not, egalitarianism we used to have, which is like, yo, we're all in this together.
0: Yeah, well, I ran into this at the Waldorf School with parents who, being idealists, believed that there should never be any negativity coming at their little sweet one. And little sweet one was never being taught how to handle difficult situations because the parents felt there should never be any difficult situations for their little angel. And you can understand... where that's coming from you know doting parents and all but the fact is people in general will always have to deal with adverse situations and the more we can educate all of ourselves on how to deal with a myriad of situations and we should be starting this in elementary school and going all the way through um, the better we're all going to be at negotiating difficult situations
1: how to deal with conflict not how to uh, avoid it
0: well, and not to say there just shouldn't be any, which is oh, what that's, some that's idealists insane. do.
1: That's that's setting people up to really fail in yeah, life. Yeah, but there are people the like is, that. Yeah, of course.
0: So you, you know, if you Especially can make make headroads into employees. that thinking, you can help them see that they everyone needs skills. That's all. Everyone needs them. Um, so there's no planets at all. Oh, there's the two planets in in the home. So Sun and Mars are both in the fourth house. So it's in Pisces, not really much of a problem. Um, Again, Mars creating some conflict in the home, which we run into. Um, But Pisces, you know, wins the day, taking it to a higher level, being empathetic, being compassionate, um, not staying with the Mars energy, letting it go and being willing to look beyond it. And um, when you do it on an individual level, you can see how well it works. Um, don't, going to, don't go to blame. Don't go to any of those places. Go to reconciliation as quickly as possible. And that'll work if, if neither party is trying to actually abuse and control the other. <laughs> if one of them is, then it's, it's more problematic. But <clears throat> not bad placements to have in the fourth house at all. Fifth house is Aries and Taurus. No planets in there right now, so not a big emphasis on romance um, and the uh, other things that go along with it. Sixth house is work, um, Taurus, a very small house, so not working much as an employee at this time. Uh, Seventh house, 29 Taurus, but mostly your favorite, Gemini. So, and Moon in Gemini in the seventh house, in opposition to Neptune. So, that's an interesting position.
1: Moon in Gemini in the seventh house, in opposition to Neptune.
0: Neptune in. No. I meant before I go back into talking about the houses. I wanted to just bring to your attention um, that the chart pattern has changed quite a bit from your birth chart, which showed planets in the lower part, the subjective part of the... Yeah,
1: like everything's in 12th, 2nd, and 4th, basically, yeah, with basically, one planet Yeah, basically, one third. there.
0: Yeah, so that would give you a very narrow field of focus, and, and I had, that was absolutely the case for you. And nothing,
1: nothing in the first house, Right. No,
0: that... uh, Yes. I can't see
1: you. You're not holding it toward me.
0: No. Yeah. Don't count the... Count only the planets. So it's the 12th.
1: You're not... It's not facing me. Still not you? Yeah. Oh, that's... uh, Yeah. 12th.
0: Ignore that. Ignore that. That's an asteroid. Two. Yeah, yeah. One here and there. There. So... And that was very much a factor of what you were like, is you... Apart from having a Scorpio ascendant, of course, it's... See the zero zero degrees, mm-hmm. meaning you're going to get the full experience. Um, <laughs> that you would be absolutely rigid in your focus, and there are benefits to that. It's tough to be a kid and be that rigid, but the fo- the benefit was your ability to produce work the way you did,
1: well, yeah, because
0: I, you were focused in what you were doing. And even before didn't have,
1: even before that, I was I was the every sport I did, I was the best. Up until like the growth spurts happened in early teens, but yeah, I focused on that and
0: yeah, you're very focused. Anyway, that's what that's what the chart was like um, in the natal chart. It's still there as your background, so you still always will have that ability to draw on what the natal chart offers you, and that ability to focus. Um, And but you also, as a person of your years and maturity you have that sort of in your repertoire now. It's there for you to use if you need to use it because you develop skills based on that. Mm. And they were started at a very formative time, so. But what's exciting now is that it's really spread out. And not only is it not just, showing you once again, that you only had, you had these three planets above the horizon. Here's the horizon, and yeah. here's the 12th house, which is above the horizon. But of the above-horizon houses, it's the most shaded one. It's the one of spirituality. It rules hospitals, prisons, monasteries. Yeah. And um, I had
1: Jupiter, Saturn, Venus in my natal yeah. there. Not, not Venus, Venus. sorry. I meant this Pluto. misspoke Pluto.
0: Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn. Um, so you only have one... House above the horizon. Above the horizon is the social sphere, the part that brings you out of yourself and into the realm of society. The one your planets are below the horizon, it's very much a personal experience where you are delving deep into your own day to day experience and everything is reflected just through yourself and not really focusing on how it's affecting other people just not the same focus when you get into planets above the horizon that's when you are starting to have to take a look at how you interact more with society and often being very much drawn into what's going on in society so here's what you've got now look at how look at the spread so i'm going to point to the ones that have actual planets not just nodes and things, so planets, first house, third house, fourth house, seventh, 10th, 11th. So that's a lot.
1: Yeah, it's all over.
0: Yeah, and that means, and and I can feel it in your personality, I mean, you used to be like <sighs> held like that, you were just like that as a kid, everything held very, very tight and close to you in your personality. And now you're much more diverse. You, you're, you're much more dancing around the chart, looking at things from different points of view, having, different, uh, having more ability to see other perspectives too. And it makes you more flexible with people. Whereas before, uh, you know, when you were younger, you would see things pretty much through the lens of your own experience. These planets up here make you able to more readily see things through the lens of somebody else's experience, not just your own. So that's a really big advantage, and the ability to to go to different houses and be able to pull out experiences. Because if you want to relate to other people, if your experience is only in three houses, and you've got nada going on in the other houses, then you don't really understand people coming from the other houses, especially when you're a kid, because you just don't have the range of experience. As you get older, you'll learn to understand through experience, but you don't actually have it. You're not naturally drawn there. So you can see um, here, 10th house of society, of the world. And there you are, Jupiter and Saturn, slugging it out. Those two are great fun. They're both the teachers. Yeah. They're both teachers.
1: And now they they've moved from my twelfth to my eleventh in the in the progressed.
0: This is the tenth house?
1: Oh tenth. Sorry, I can
0: This is the house of career.
1: My glasses <coughs> Oh well, it doesn't matter.
0: It's the house of career and it also it rules it rules society to a certain extent. Right? this does to a little bit, but this more so. This is you getting interested in what's going on in the world. And as a teacher, you both are inspirational and... Um, I don't want to say dogmatic. It's not the right word. No, definitely not. But it's, um, <laughs> but it's wanting to provide people with a form they can use to climb the ladder. Yes. So that they can understand, learn, and grow. It's... Saturn understands... That if you don't have some structure, if you're all Pisces, then you're just a wash in an experience and you certainly can't teach somebody else how to accomplish anything if you're all in feeling. Yeah. You need to have structure. Yeah. So it's the difference between um, well, will yeah. go with that so you have both aspects of the teacher. At this time, in the house of career, so excellent time to be teaching, and it's um, Libra, which is likes to be in relationship, wants to teach one on one, wants to have that dynamic, like me and them, me and the other. Um, so it's actually kind of perfect the way you're doing it through the, you know, internet stuff. Zoom yes,
1: that the stuff. neosphere.
0: Yes, whatever that is, um, and that you're wanting to provide both arms of learning experience—the inspirational—and
1: um, In the structured, the structured
0: knowledge. Because yeah. you know, if you're just all inspiration, um, it's like saying. Uh, those people say, "Oh, you can be wealthy. You can be wealthy. You can do this," but they don't actually give you a plan that actually works. Like, "Hey, buddy, you will actually have to save money. <laughs> you actually can't just Not spend money." Not if you money. think
1: positively enough.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> there was that, and and you were exposed to that as a very in very formative years. Yeah. Some of those things that money we were into Money doesn't matter. Just positive your, thinking. Your father couldn't. Your father's having trouble earning a living and didn't know how to change that. And so we got into these uh, inspirational speakers to try and shift that situation, improve it. So you were actually listening to a lot of this stuff where they felt very lopsidedly that you could sort of inspire your way into a more successful life.
1: I mean, inspiration is essential, especially if you are not inspired. But yeah, it's got its limits. But no, I remember uh, uh, Ford playing me and reading to me from these success books <laughs> and playing these tapes uh, to as I'd fall asleep at night.
0: Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's in it's, when I was like young, like two, pre- three, pretty, four, five,
0: pretty deeply into uh, at a very impressionable age, and probably why you've always. It would contribute to your belief that that you could will things to happen. Scorpio thinks they can, always thinks they can will things to happen. You know, "Ah, it's me. I'm a Scorpio. I can make it happen. (laughs) You know, it's just seriously. You know, no, you can't. Sometimes, yes, you do need to have persistence. Yes, you do need to stick with things. But if you don't have the Common sense to know when to lighten up, when to let go, when to take the foot off the the brake or the accelerator, and maybe go into park for a bit. Um, you're not you're not going to be successful, and of course you have to decide what success is. Sometimes with Scorpio there is that problem where they feel that success is domination.
1: Well we've all known uh, enough Scorpios to see that play out.
0: Yeah and um, you know and there can be that, that will to win and you need it in order to be successful. but you also need to decide what success is for you. Um,
1: and now a word from our sponsors.
0: so one of the things you look at when you're going to see what what you value is both Venus and Jupiter your Venus is a Capricorn which is actually kind of interesting because it's, a, it's kind of a lone wolf right in terms of your chart it's the only earth planet you've got it's by itself it has no support anywhere else in the chart um, and yet it's Venus it's like you have a value around Capricorn values you do have an appreciation of what it means to to build something that's going to last which is what capricorn values
1: so it's in
0: there but it's it's very tiny it's like the voice in the wilderness please have a savings account i really need one please tie up my shoelaces so i don't fall down yeah and then the scorpio's going I'm going to be successful because I'm going to be successful because I said I'm going to be successful and I'm going to make people do what I want. Aquarius is also very forceful in making things happen, making it happen out of their own vision and their own will. So the amount that you've been able to accomplish is very much uh, credit given to those fixed signs that will force the creation, and have the ability to hold it. If you don't have any fixed signs, it's very difficult for someone to hold on to whatever it is they're wanting to hold on to. So people who have, say, nothing but water or air uh, in the money houses, they're kind of having a very tough time holding on to money. Other people, in order to hold on to money, you do want some Scorpio, but you need Scorpio to be positive. Scorpio does rule, other people's money. Taurus rules your own money. So you need a good Taurus experience in order to hold on to money. And you do have out of your progress chart Capricorn in your second house. That's an ability to hang on to money. Yeah. And But you have to work it for sure. And Saturn is in Libra. I did it so
1: well for so long. like uh, Venus in Capricorn. Uh, Martin would always say loving through building. He would Throw that yeah. catchphrase at me that he, I'm sure he read in a book, but I mean I did do that for so well from from early teen years through collecting up, you know, up until people realized how good I was at collecting and saving extremely valuable things and watching them appreciate. And it's just like, yeah. The the key is going to be to
0: well the,
1: recur- the s- somehow rebuild and not let the same, but keep like somehow keep. Those kinds of insidious people. Uh,
0: well, away from again, door, it's which a... is
1: hard when you want to be open to people, and it's because you know people are very good at playing the long game deception. I found, and uh, better than I was good at anticipating it at least. Um,
0: so the the key to being able to protect yourself and your resources is the ability to be independent of other people. Yeah. If you are in any way dependent on them. For assistance, then you can't protect your own stuff. So that is the issue. You have to be independent, and it, when you get that, and we need to address this because uh, we haven't finished with the tenth house yeah, because we'll it's it. retrograde.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, so okay,
0: so there are
1: retrograde.
0: though those will help you develop depth as a teacher. Help you to keep it. Um, from being a superficial experience, but depth usually comes with limitation. So there'll be limitations forcing you to rethink and yeah. look into it more deeply to restructure. To um,
1: speaking of air, the reason saying, I don't have my copy of that is because I left it at Jeremiah. Actually,
0: <laughs> well, you can have this one. No, uh, we should print out another one or copy it or something That's okay. because. I would like to hang on to this one. Yeah, I can take a um, picture. Oh, yeah, picture, yeah. yeah. Um, but the issue is independence, always independence. If you can't, uh, and it's a problem right now in B.C. for a lot of people, um, you've got to bring in enough money to pay your rent, your hydro, your Internet. your Wow. Phone, or if you can't, <laughs> you can't have independence, and you can't prevent the loss of your things. Now if you've got too much water, which you've had, you will keep being in situations where, where you haven't created enough form to protect yourself and your possessions. Water just, things just flow right away. Yeah. They just flow away. And the only way to stop it is you've got to build a structure. You've got to build a structure to prevent that water from just flowing things away. But when you're all water, you don't want to build a structure. You can't see how to. You don't have the means to it. I mean, it just, like the will is just eroded by water. It all washes away. So you now have a situation where you still have water, you've got to watch it. You've got fire coming in, which is going to really give you some drive, some positivity, and some ability to connect with people in a positive way because people are usually like the warmth of fire so they are you're going to stop having the projection on the negative of the negative with the scorpio ascendant as you project a more sunny and open and welcoming you know it's like father christmas in a christmas present you know, you look at the Scrooge, and, the, and when they portray Father Christmas in the present, it's the cornucopia. It's like the all-welcoming embraced. That's what Sagittarius rec- rules yeah. is, and people feel warm and inspired and drawn in and want to be there because, hey, this is a really welcoming space. This is warmth and good cheer and uh, a hearty welcome. You know, it's there's just no edge. Scorpio has such an edge that people are either cutting themselves on it or wanting to push it away because it's, it's uncomfortable. It's not an easy ascendant to carry. But Sagittarius on the other time quite nice, especially with maturity, so that you don't fritter it all away and make rash and ill-considered decisions, which Jupiter and Sagittarius are renowned for, the get-rich-quick schemes, the, oh, I can turn over a buck and, you know, I can take this one dollar and make a million in just two months, and it's just going to be all the greatest thing in the world. Like That kind of get-rich-quick thing is very Sagittarian. You have to watch that and avoid it. Because still, that's not what builds. You need to have the inspiration, but then the next sign after that is, this is doing something, is uh, is Capricorn. Take the inspiration and ground it and build it. Mm. And you've got to do that if you want to hold things. If you want to stay more mobile, you can't have all these books and be that mobile without a way to protect all of it.
1: Oh, I've so, never wanted to be mobile. <laughs> I just know how to be mobile when...
0: Well, if you're going to travel, if you're going to have I'm, some I kind of... If
1: the chart says I, I might travel, but I don't... like. I,
0: well, that's It's your not what body.
1: I've been planning for my future at all.
0: Well, it you happens. You may not have a choice. I know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know for sure. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Sagittarius is higher education. Well, yeah. It's, when
1: you're teaching, when you're uh, doing higher education, all that stuff, it's it's you know you apply to, you apply to a hundred universities and you go to the one that hires you. It's pretty simple.
0: Yeah. Anyway. So that's, the the point is.
1: There'll be travel.
0: The second house of your own personal resources um, is Capricorn. It says you've got to build, and you've got to build on a really solid structure which means you've got to deal with the limitations of the people who create structures. Because you can't create your own structure. It's not possible. You've got to interact with other people, and you've got to figure out how to do it in a way that's smart. Like you did with the uh, lady, the customer service lady. You know, you, you engage in a positive way, and you don't threaten people. And I don't mean that as threaten them, scare them. I mean, you don't... You're not... Yeah, basically it's like that. People have to feel a sense of wanting to help you, of goodwill. And if they feel anything adversarial, then they won't want to help you. And it doesn't matter how right you are, how righteous your cause is, anyone who comes on with with, uh, Mars or Saturn in an attempt to get what they want won't succeed unless you're a bully with a lot of power ceos can do it generals of an army can do it but the rest of us we can't do it we have to navigate using way more skill so this is one-on-one liking really very very good
1: the saturn libra saturn
0: saturn and libra Jupiter and Libra. Retrograde is gonna mean that there will be some obstacles and you have been having those. Um, but it will encourage you to build a better foundation.
1: Obstacles. And, like,
0: yeah, uh, it's, it does it like does daily, put daily delays deference. in the it does <laughs> that would put, count? Does put delays in in the road. Yeah. Um so you are gonna to have to deal with that. But it will help you learn to make whatever you're doing more stable
1: yeah, I mean, you can't do anything publicly without getting having obstacles right in the public yeah, sector. you so. can't like if you you, you you put out whether you put out Celtic music and a bunch of Irish people that tell you that you shouldn't you that that you you're you know you have no right
0: cultural appropriation. cultural that you're,
1: yeah yeah, yeah, totally culturally appropriating yeah. or 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 you know like, <laughs> You know, I do an interview with a, 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 fa- a, fairy, a fairy warlock and people write, you know, die, F word, dot, 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 Islam is the only way, dot, 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 yeah. and, like all these things. Yeah. It, like, you, my point is, like, when you talk about the retrogrades as obstacles in the public sphere, I've always seen it being uh, unavoidable. Yeah, when you're in yeah. the public world, so you're always going you know, whether it's fundamentalist Christians or someone's always gonna hate you and want you to die if you are present enough and 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 taking any side on anything yeah if, you know yeah. so I'm not sure if if is that contained in the retrograde, or is there something more that's sort of... It
0: means you'll experience it more than someone who doesn't have retrograde. Okay,
1: so just be prepared for slightly, uh, maybe a slightly higher amount than the average person. Yeah,
0: I mean, there are people who have enormous success in their career house, and and don't get flack a lot. Oh, yeah. There are people like that. Yeah, that's true. They've got really fortuitous tenth houses, or fortuitous marriage houses, and disastrous tenth house. I mean, You know, everyone's a combination. And you don't always know the inner workings of somebody else's scenario. But we all know people who've had enormous success. Uh, And some of them have had it with enormous backlash. And some seem to have sailed through. I mean, there's every scenario you could possibly imagine. We've got a lot of people on this planet. And every experience you can imagine has probably taken place. So... There are people who would have these positions without retrogrades, and it's going to be an easier experience for them. But as you've said, you, uh, you work well with retrogrades. You know, you're willing to dig in. Because you have that basic fixed nature out of your natal chart, you don't give up easily. You keep going on, and that's, that comes from fixed signs. People without fixed signs will cave much more easily. Mm. They just cannot hang in there. Mm. It's, uh, And it's sad to see when people can't do it. You see people give up on themselves because they don't have the stick-to-itiveness. And it's, if you look at their chart, you're going to see too much light energy, energy that just hasn't got the tenacity to see its way through... Difficult situations Fixed signs are fantastic for that. They will get you through things because they just won't stop They're like one of those snow trucks with a little shovel on the front. Boom. We're going through here. We're not going to stop for anything Um, Very helpful because and especially if you have a difficult chart Um, And some people do have charts with lots of trines and they basically don't really accomplish much in their life. You know, maybe they've got inherited wealth or, you know, just a comfortable situation, things sort of flow along for them.
1: Oh some people can just do the most awful things nonstop and everyone loves them. It's the weirdest thing yeah, to Yeah that's observe. a different thing. That's a different thing?
0: That's a completely different thing. What kind thing. of thing is that? Well that's not trines. That's not just trines. Um, could be mutual receptions. It could be it'll be a combination of squares and trines. Hmm. If someone is in fact doing terrible things then that's in the chart, too. The ability to to get away with it, it's gonna be, you know, uh, definitely a troubled chart, and then maybe by progression, kaboom, all of a sudden, things stop going their way, and they get outed, like the Epstein-Maxwell scenario got away with it for a lot of years, filling the needs of a lot of people. And then, boom! A time came when the energy changed, and new influences came to bear, and all of a sudden, they're out—they're outed.
1: I'm so, pretty sure it was just them two who was doing bad things. I don't think anyone else was involved globally. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um,
1: I mean, you know.
0: Everyone's <laughs> so got their own personal situation. I
1: can't resist yeah I, I, it's too absurd.
0: it doesn't doesn't crack me up, because obviously <laughs> it's so bad. there's all, all kinds of <laughs> situations involved in it's that. Like
1: we live in a scenario. Sham world. There's
0: so many people involved, and some probably were, and some weren't, you know. I mean, people are not one-sided. These people had multiple relationships with multiple people. Some of Sometimes them would have the been bad some island. of them would have been bad. Some of them likely were, just on the surface so, you know you don't know all those situations yeah, no, that's
1: very true, some people literally probably did just get a ride on a plane I'm sure, I'm sure yeah,
0: they would need to have goodwill from uh, quite a variety of people not everyone's into the dark stuff anyway so you're going to watch those retrogrades in the 10th house but very fortuitous for teaching still mm. to continue with that Eleventh house is Pluto, and there we have the friend's problem, and that is a Little bit uh, of a challenge so yeah, I wouldn't
1: wouldn't have wanted that to improve. It's just too much fun It's
0: very different from your natal situation Very different from the natal Um, so what we have now um, pluto twenty three degrees Libra retrograde in the eleventh house so pluto whenever it shows up so I would be being very careful with friendships more so i mean <laughs> sorry, but more so than usual because Pluto brings out the deep dark, the big bath um in one to one relationships, because it's in Libra <clears throat> and it's retrograde, so it might be hidden, and that's where you get something like fine, 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 kaboom, you know. But the kaboom is a guarantee, as long as it's in this 11th house and it's not going anywhere soon. So be really cautious. So, basically, what it means is maintain. The relationships that are working for you, but be prepared that you that it could blow up in your face. And so, if you know that, then you don't leave yourself vulnerable. There's that innocent place in friendship that's lovely to have, where you feel safe. And that's very the older you get, the more rare it is. Unless you have a really lovely 11th house. Which I do? No. Oh. You really don't. (laughs) You don't have that. Sorry.
1: You can't win them all.
0: And you've had some good experiences with friendships. Like, part of fortune's right on the... It got
1: rough young. Like, my 14th birthday party, I fell asleep. My friends broke into my chest and stole $300,000 worth of Magic the Gathering cards. A bunch of moxes, black lotuses, and a bunch of other stuff, and sold them, and I was just screwed. I don't
0: remember ever hearing that it was of that kind of value. Yeah,
1: I said so, and, and you know...
0: I don't remember Yeah, of course, the...
1: they, they all knew. They all knew. Yeah. And they're all from rich families, too. They just did it because they couldn't stand the fact that... Uh, with so much less opportunity, I had done so much more than them. That's what a psychologist told me. He's like, people get absolutely enraged when they have everything given to them, every opportunity, and then they see someone with nothing, with no opportunities, create 10 times more than they'll ever create in their life and in resources or or accomplishments or anything. And and it took me years to understand that before a therapist was like, oh, this makes perfect sense. I was like, no, how? How does that make perfect sense? He's like, (laughs) I'd be surprised if it turned out any other way. Um, and that was a that was a great relief to hear that because of course yeah. I've been blaming myself for you know the friends nonstop robbing me my whole life.
0: So unfortunately, this is the house of friendship. It's Pluto. Um, Ain't I getting would, better. no, it's not going to get better. That um, yeah, sucks. There there can be out of Plutonian relationships a great deal of depth and sense of communion, but wherever Pluto is, there can be an imbalance of power and an abuse of power that can lead to, well, I do, I wouldn't normally say this to someone, but you've already experienced it, you know, that kind of hidden violence streak that you experience. That's for him to pull a something like... Where
1: I've noticed a lot of people get get violent when they're not the center of attention and they're used to being.
0: It's different for everybody what might trigger something like that.
1: Um, I've just seen... I just think it's a psychological trait a lot of people have who aren't very developed.
0: Yeah. I I haven't had much experience with that myself, but... um, Well, you know, you're... The the thing is, Pluto... Yes,
1: Guys turn to violence a lot faster.
0: Yes, they do. Testosterone. Um, Anyway, so... All I'm saying is, unfortunately, you know, enjoy your relationships, but, you know, keep your back to the door, keep your possessions close by. When you take something out to use it, put it back in your pack and keep it beside you at all times, you know, as a metaphor for your relationships. It doesn't mean you can't have good relationships. A Pluto in Libra can give you some really amazing connections with people, um... But Pluto can blow up because, if it, especially if it gets deep, you can get down there and start loosening up some of the deeper stresses that are buried. Like if people stay superficial, it's one of the reasons people want to stay superficial, is they don't want to dig up the deep stuff, right? They don't want to stir the pot. Um, but if you get into a relationship with some depth, then the pot will get stirred. Things will be drawn up, and if that happens, then people will react, and sometimes very negatively. And Pluto is the harbinger of things blowing up big time and not being rational. That is absolutely part of the pattern with Pluto, is to just blow right up. Nuclear, it's nuclear is what it is. It's like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm going to detonate a mom now because I'm not okay. Whether they didn't catch it beforehand or whether they were covertly saving it up, that's that kind of explosive relationship. So buyer beware. You know, enjoy your relationships, but, you know, tie up your camel. Yeah. Pack your bag.
1: Yeah, I got one of those cards back. They returned one black Lotus. So that was uh, that was. Uh,
0: I wish I could say something different about yeah. friendships, but this is a this is uh, definitely a
1: oh, no, pattern I'd, that's
0: going to continue.
1: I'd rather understand things and be prepared than ever go through anything like any of that ever again. Uh,
0: the next house, the last house, is the twelfth. It's Scorpio, which uh, no planets in there. So there's not a big focus on your own spiritual development. I mean, it's there. It's Scorpio, which has got a lot of depth behind it. Um, you, if you want to do workings with it, it's water. It's accessible. It's available. Um, and if transits go around there, then it'll get activated. But that's not where your focus is right now. You know, Your focus is in the first house, the third and fourth, the seventh the 10th and the 11th, hmm. and, and that's a lot, and it's good to have, as I've said before, it's good to have feelers in all of those houses, because when other people come at you, you have places to go to get commonality of experience, which you didn't have before. You would tend to see only out of what your experience was, which was three houses. Hmm. It's a tough thing to to have a very such a big focus. And I'm very good for understanding in those areas. Hmm. But now you've got much more breadth of experience and the ability to really use those different aspects of yourself to deal with life. The transits are all in the lower part right now. They are going to... all the pencil. Mm -hmm. Um, They're all down here, so it's all personal. All of the transits are there. They are going to come up here because the transits are moving all the time.
1: Okay. So
0: throughout the year, they are going to move up there. The, as you know, the, you know, the, um, the moon, which is very fast moving, boom, 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 boom. Mercury slower, Mars slower. So they are going to come in here and start activating these other houses. At the moment, they're just making their way down here. So your focus is very much still on how is this affecting me? How am I going to deal with this? Very much a personal focus.
1: Uh, Thanks for enjoying a bit of my wonderful astrologer mother's interpretations of my birthday natal chart, progress chart. Uh, There's a bit more we did on the aspects and relationships, which I'll post to the exclusive subscribers to thank you all for the support. You can sign up today, hermeticpodcast.com. And get all the goodies and ad-free stuff. You know the deal. And uh, I think uh, we might have an astrology uh, chart reading deal on for February. It seems short month. shall have time to do four charts. So if anyone's interested, let us know. Much love. Thanks, guys. Happy birthday to my fellow January 31st people, Thomas Merton and Justin Timberlake, who's also born the same year as me. So. hermetic science,